Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That was Darren. That's me. I'm Brandon. We've been gone for a minute. Yeah. A month. Now we're back with the jump off. What song is that? B2K or something? It's probably not B2K. Sure, it is something uh, like I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's not B2K. That wouldn't be in my mind. First of all, that song should be in my mind anyway. But I think it's like Lil' Kim. I'm gone for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. It was probably <laughs> in, that was definitely in B2K <laughs> joint. Okay. All right. Well, um, a whole month. Yeah. Uh, we didn't touch podcast. I deleted Instagram from my phone. And, uh, and so being back, I realized that I still hate social media. Yeah. I don't even really get on Instagram. I just realized that. I, I, I no, to like get on it. Yeah. 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 I know. There's like pockets where I get caught. When I post a reel and while you're waiting for it to post, <laughs> you end up looking at a bunch a of a bunch of them. And I got a lot of golf stuff and I get yeah. caught up. Golf and music. That's because all the up. social medias have that now. Like this whole TikTok type feel. Yeah, yeah, because they want to compete. They want to compete like with where TikTok. Vine mm. was. Oh yeah, that's right. I never had Vine. I, I yeah, me either. Don't know There's that. Just life. Those, those six second clips. But yeah, I hate having to post stuff. I hate having to think of things to post so that you know the relevance is maintained. But it's necessary. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are some things you and I did during the break? Besides play golf. We did play golf. Yeah, we did play golf. Uh, I moved. So you moved. That's right. Yeah. You moved. It's the most recent thing. Um, to California, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. All of Maryland is California. Not all of it. Not all of it. Where we are is California, Maryland. Yeah. But Silver Spring is definitely California, Maryland. Yeah. Um, capital Whole Foods. Capital. <laughs> the whole food is capital. Yeah. But like um, yeah, you, you're now uh, what? Twenty minutes away? Twenty five minutes away? Yeah, about traffic. Forty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, I mean, it seems like I'm never going towards traffic though. Like, cause in the morning, if when well, like on Mondays and Tuesdays, when I go to Baltimore, mm-hmm. I go late enough where the traffic's gone to Baltimore. Oh yeah, because all. Of, or or not in the morning, no matter what. I think majority of the traffic's coming down here from Baltimore. Right, 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 right. So, so you're I missed going that in traffic. the yeah, um, and then they're all coming back home when you're coming back, coming back, back down here. Back. Yeah, oh, it's fortunate, and you're closer. But during the day, if I want to make a quick errand somewhere, nah, oh, no, no such thing. I live right around the corner from Georgia Avenue. If I want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's Street Four Ninety Five. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not it's okay. A mess. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. We did some gun range. Got a gas station right next to us, so. Yeah, that's true. I told the dude, I said, hey, what's your name? He said, uh, Indasho. I said, Dash. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're going to get to know me. I live around the corner now. He said, okay. All right, man. Indasho. Indasho. Yep. What's it like having a gas station hookup? I try, listen, I'm hooked on hookups. I, know, I, you know, I, know, I just want hookups now. I hook up. <laughs> um, yeah, we did some trips to the gun range. Yeah. Um, Shots and stuff. Need to take a couple more trips so I can sight in that. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, man. I went back to Columbia. And what? Yeah. There's another hookup. (laughs) Got a box of ammo, man. (coughs) Like a box of boxes of ammo. Okay. Of what? I got um, 300 Blackout, 7.62 by 3.9. What 300? Supersonic? Supersonic. Okay. It's the same boxes. Those 50. That I can't find? Right, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, those were subsonic. No, they weren't. They were the same ones I had, the supersonic. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a hunting right around, so you got yeah. supersonic. And then I got some 12-gauge slugs, 
Oh, Maryland State Police Officer didn't need it. Yeah. That must be nice. Just sitting in there, chopping it up with the guys. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, something we also I'm did. I'm about to get my hunting license just because I can. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm skipping past that. Um, we discovered Korean junk food. Is it junk? Yeah. A hot that, dog? What's junk food? Dog. They, they describe the hot dog. Hey, look, man. It got cheese in it. <laughs> in it. In it. It's a Korean corn dog. Oh, my goodness. Like, Deep fried. It's a corn dog. Um, and you have this option of filling it with cheese and different types of cheese. You can get mozzarella cheese. You can get cheddar and mozzarella cheese. Um, and then it's deep fried. You can also get che- half cheese and half dog. That, yeah. That's when true. I, what I got want, was mozzarella and cheddar cheese with hot dog. Oh, with man. Old Bay on it. Yeah. And they can do cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar, sweet chili. Sweet drizzle. Yeah, whatever you want on it. Yeah, man, we discovered that. So I, I, I ran into this video on YouTube while I was fasting. And that's always something that sticks in my mind. Um, and actually, shout out to our friend Willis. Um, because he was a dear brother for me. While I was fasting and I ran into this video. <laughs> The next day, I took Willis on a trip to a place where these corn dogs existed, and I bought him two. Just to watch him eat it? Just to have him describe it. To be like, hey, is it as good as I thought in this video? <laughs> because you know when you're watching a video like good, that, it's yeah. like, man, that's so delicious. But if he ate it and he was like, mm, I mean, it's good, but I probably wouldn't want it anymore. But when he was eating it, it, it fueled the fire. I'm like... <laughs> And he almost died because they're so like full filling. Yeah, man. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, man, this is pretty good." The spicy one was probably my favorite. I didn't have anything spicy. Yeah. Oh man, it's good. They it's got this good. one with potato. Basically, it's French fries in it. I'm oh yeah, the fried potatoes around it. Out of my yeah, I got him that one. I got him that one and a spicy one. <laughs> they out of their minds. Yeah, yeah. So we, I'm going. We're gonna be back. You should need to go to Colombia. I know. I need to go to Colombia. Other songs, I, dogs. Yeah, I, I, that's what they I'm gonna do. Do it. I'm going to do that. I might do it tomorrow. They have like, it's crispier because they use tempura. So it's deep fried in tempura. Well, it looked softer and juicier than the one I had. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like it was crispy on the outside, but doughy on the inside with a hot dog and cheese. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. So, guys, a couple of notes. One, we're back. We got some things. If you follow us on Instagram, I made a couple of announcements before we took our hiatus and... um even after we came back and we're working on website, we have a website being worked on. It's been just being uh, just replenished and refurbished and just look better and <laughs> stronger <laughs> and better. More polished. Yeah, more polished. Um, just trying to give attention to those things. Uh, also, we're going to be starting our uh, merch line um, pretty close to that. And our patrons already are getting a taste of that. And they have merch on the way coming to them. Um, and supporters, uh, uh, just to the podcast, so we, we greatly appreciate. Um, but then also, there's going to be more blogs. There's going to be more blogs. Also, even news to you, Hilda's going to be joining us. As writing. A, as a what? Writing. Oh, wow. Writing, yeah. Writing, blogs. Guys, check out the blog posts. Um, and definitely read Hilda's work. I mean, she's just yeah. a beloved sister in, in the Lord and um, Cameroonian. 
pretty much talented in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she did our logos. You can see that faded. She painted that, and a bigger one is behind me now. But um, yeah, and so I'm looking forward to that stuff. Mm. I'm looking forward to that stuff. Um, we also we mentioned this a few times, but we're going to get outside. <laughs> we got to get outside. We got to talk to the people. We got University of Maryland right down the street. Black from us. and blurred on the block. Black, it's kind of corny, but uh, but we got University of Maryland right down the street, yeah. and then you just pointed out you have a mall. We just want to rub elbows with people. Mm-hmm. We want to rub elbows with people uh, and talk about some stuff. Yeah, quick conversations, and we want to provide some good content for you guys. And then also, we wanted to be an encouragement to you. We know that there are people who, and, and no shame in it, but maybe there's some fear in standing firm in what you believe and saying it out loud. People, they will shame you for that. And so we want to give encouragement. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. So this is a freestyle episode, but we got some things we want to address. Yeah. There's one thing coming back off of the hiatus you were itching to address. What's the first thing you wanted to be? Is this what we practiced? Yes. Guns. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Maybe you haven't heard. It's been on, you know, some news outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it on The View. Well, actually, they did talk about it on The View in disdain. There was a kid in Indiana named Elisha Dickens. Um, apparently, there was a, a potential mass shooter in a mall in Indiana. And... Uh, there was a kid, a 20-year-old kid who walked into a bathroom with some duffel bags, came out with some AR-15s in a mall and decided he was going to shoot up the food court. And Elisha Dickens pulled out a handgun and uh, and stopped him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this may, stop, not mean, yeah, this may not mean a lot to people who aren't gun people, who mm-hmm. have never shot a gun or mm-hmm. trained with a firearm, but he shot him. From 40 yards mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. while he was moving. While he was moving. This guy put his body up against a pole and just like to, he to did basically. Some shoot, yeah, he put his body, like mounted his body up against a pole for stability and hit mm-hmm. him while he was moving at, from 40 yards away. Yeah. He, shot, times, he huh? shot 10 times and hit him eight times. 80%. 40 yards. 80%. That's what we train for. 40 yards away. 40 yards away. And to give you just perspective of how amazing that is, there were military people and police officers talking about him like, that's, that boy's shooting, shooting. Yeah, he's shooting. That's, shooting. Not, a, that's not a mistake. Mm-hmm. That means he's training. Yeah. And that is a win. It's not a, a win. It's not a win. win for gun people. No. That's a win, a win for, for society. For society. This isn't about gun advocates versus non-gun advocates. Yeah. This, this, however, is a good example of what us gun advocates would say yeah. that, you know, evil will persist. There isn't any amount of laws that stops right. evil from happening. Um, the best, the, I guess the best case scenario is to have people who are protectors who are willing to stop evil. Mm-hmm. Um, In a broken world. And people who are allowed to, who want to. And pe- pe- people do, re- you know, I, the double speak, I think, I mean, obviously we talk about double speak a lot on this podcast, but um Even people we've had conversations with mm-hmm. in a situation like this will refuse to celebrate that. And what would you rather happen? 
That's what the question that's about the, what yeah. to happen. What would, what would you rather happen? But then what happens is they revert back to the, to essentially sin. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, man, I just, you know, I'm just, it's nothing to celebrate. It shouldn't be happening in the first place. It's like, oh, you talking about sin? Well, yeah, absolutely. That, that's what we speak about all the time. Remember, remember that time you told me I was too harsh? Right. <laughs> talking about sin? Yeah, we always talk about sin. But here's the reality. And this is even done, the Lord does this with his broken and rebellious people. The Lord had created um, statutes and laws for Israel mm. when it came to polygamy for protection of the wives. And then people read that and they say, see, God condones polygamy in the Bible. And it's like, well, no, that's mm. not what that means. It means that humans suck. How do I protect pe- victims of, the, of the, their sucking? Right. They need to be protected. This is the reality. The world is broken and people need to be protected. Women need to be cared for, for husbands who take 16 of them. Right. Nick, Nick Cannon. Right. But, uh, right. you know, so, oh, we got a biblical manhood series coming up. Mm-hmm. You guys know that already. Coming up next week. Stay tuned. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there. Um, people go back to that. Like, oh, I mean, it should be happening in the first place. Well, yes. In Jesus that Christ. Was, that was basically end. the view stance, you know. They didn't really say that. Like, it shouldn't happen in the first place. But they tried to condemn Elisha Dickens. Mm. And try to say that he was the one that broke the law and that he was the one that should be vilified because they're so dug in um, to their team that they can't take a step back and celebrate something that a hero did. And it, it reminds me of, um, you know, less, less complicated than Kyle Rittenhouse's story, um, but it's the same kind of thing. Mm. It's kind of the same. Um, here you got people who are actually breaking the law. You know what I mean? You got real criminals out here killing yeah. people, destroying businesses, burning down cities, and then a person with a rifle stops these people after being attacked by them. Well, this this pairs well with and this. And he's the bad guy. But, you know, something we also didn't talk about um, is the tragedy that happened on the property of LeBron School. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I want to find this guy's name. I don't want to uh, we need to find his name. The kid's name was Ethan Lemming. Okay. Um, and he was shooting a toy water gun with his friends and got to a fight with another group and was assaulted in the scuffle and died at the scene. That's what it says? He was assaulted in the scuffle and died oh, at the no. scene. Oh, no. Wow, man. See, this is what I'm talking about. No, what happened was his I friend. I promise. I promise. His friends were shooting the water gun. Um, and the people they were shooting a water gun at got mad, which guys don't do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Don't just do stuff to strangers. You know I mean? It's YouTube culture. Got people tripping, but yeah, don't, don't do stuff to strangers. Uh, friends were shooting stuff at the people. People got mad. Elijah got out the car to defuse the situation. He was the only white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, His name is Ethan. Yeah. Uh, Ethan. I'm sorry. Ethan. Elijah is the other shooter. Ethan. And they beat him to a pulp. Didn't touch the other guys. Right. They beat him to a pulp. He went unconscious and they beat him some more till he died. Yeah. And you know the red flag with like NBC News, ABC News, when they don't mention race. Yeah. Uh, that means yeah. you know that the victim wasn't um, a black. Yeah. His assailants were all black. Mm-hmm. He was white. Um, and not only that, they were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. That's. So, 
this is this is you know you I, you know, you you'll find conservative uh, platforms and things like that that are like oh you know quick pro quo mm-hmm. you know you want to be all this this is a white guy that's not what we're doing here what we're doing here is saying see now people can be murderous killers right and and there and be responded with leniency mm-hmm. that's what we did today right congratulations idiots right CRT congratulations now the same things that movies like Emmett Till are coming out about mm-hmm. can still happen today. Right. And the colors change and we don't care. Congratulations. All right. Sorry. You had another one. Yeah, this one's more recent. There was a, you know, there's a an 80-year-old man in his convenience store that he owned in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, California, I think, has the strictest gun laws in the country. Yeah. Um. I don't know about I don't, it might between them. Pair with New York, yeah, between them. But and I, think New York. I think California is worse. Yeah, I think they have the strictest because they even laws. got those actual. They have manufacturers change. Yeah, the way that they build their guns and their magazines. Yeah, so um, between yeah places like California and Maine, they they're pretty strict. Um, but yeah, so this old man has his has his camera. You know, he has a, a camera system in his convenience store and he sees um, this BMW truck pull up outside of the convenience store and the cameras and he sees four guys get out and pour mask over their face. Um, and they run to the door with AR-15s. They open the door and tell him to put his hands up and he pulls out a shotgun, shoots one time. One guy got hit in the arm and they ran screaming, literally. Um. That is a statistic that we don't talk about. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive uses of firearms. Everyone always wants to rat off the stats about mass shootings and this and this and this. No. And it's also a great example of how a state who prides themselves on restricting access to guns has some of the highest gun crime. <laughs> they just do. Um, and this man who couldn't get an AR-15 is subject to criminals who will always be able to get AR-15s because they don't yeah. care about your laws, California. Right. right. Also, on the uh, you know kind of a gold side of the coin situation, the guns are an equalizer. Yeah. Here you have an eighty-year-old man fighting off four young assailants. Yeah. How does that end, really? If he doesn't have a firearm, mm-hmm. he's robbed or killed or both. No matter who it is, especially it's one also California. Many. Also in California, they could have robbed his convenience store and walked away free. Walked away free. Unless they stole over $1,000 of merchandise. Whoa. Whoa to those. You have a state that's promoting criminalism (laughs) and then keeping sane people, not criminals, law-abiding people from protecting themselves from these criminals. Yeah. But this man did what he had to do. Um, And those guys, nobody died. Those guys are in prison because mm-hmm. the guy went to the hospital because he hit, got hit in the arm with a shotgun slug. So his arm was basically gone. Yeah. And nobody nobody wants that stuff to happen, but it, 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 it I, I, you know, I'd much rather that happen than an old man get killed over some crackers and juice. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. The gas station yeah. or whatever convenience store. Um, his. His own his convenience store. store. His store. He was on the news and he was just talking about how hard it is to own a business in California. Just in general. Mm. 
being a small business owner in California with all the taxes. And he said, on top of that, I can't like it's dangerous. I'm sick of the fact that we're still making arguments like, oh, criminals won't care about the laws. I know. It seems I so, hate that. Yeah. I hate that people are so disingenuous and intellectually dishonest. Mm-hmm. And there's no integrity. You know, I hear everybody talk about the argue. I mean, the um, argue the uh, talking points. Everybody knows how to argue the safe talking points when they're trying to sit on the fence. Mm-hmm. One of those is that, I mean, both sides are bad or... Everybody just goes into an echo chamber. It's like, okay, uh, all right, yes, yes. I'm done with that now. Mm-hmm. Because the fact of the matter is my church is an echo chamber. Right. And it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything else except for gospel truth. As a matter of fact, my life, my wife, my children, I don't want them surrounded by anyone besides those who will continue to pr- uh, promulgate gospel truth, the truth of reality. It's an intentional echo chamber. Mm-hmm. So stop using that language as if it's in, uh, inherently evil. Right. Now, what is evil is people who go to echo chambers to drown out what's true. Right. Right. That's what's evil. And then when someone says, yeah, everybody's just in an echo chamber, I want to say, all right, give me an example. Mm-hmm. Like, give me an example. I'll tell you something from my side and you believe I'm on our side and you tell me something from your side. I- I'll start. Men have penises. <laughs> Is that is that something from an echo chamber? Right. Is that something that just my side says? Or, or, or I mean, what? Like, seriously, I'm just trying to understand. Um, and it's and it's gotten frustrating. But let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, so your boy William Murphy, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> yeah, you're a worship leader, man. It, William Murphy. Um. He, now, for those who don't know who William Murphy is, William Murphy is very popular in Black American church uh, circles. He's a musician. I don't. I mean, he's a pastor, I guess, or bishop. I don't know these titles. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he uh, went on this rant <clears throat> about uh, the right to abortion, um, and he's a proponent of abortion. Uh, he and another pastor named Jamal Bryant, um, which I don't know much about William Murphy except for his music. And obviously his music is not like gospel centered. I mean, mm-hmm. it's typical black gospel, uh, not not biblical gospel. Gospel is in cultural genre, uh, whatever. Um, but even with me not knowing much about him and then knowing what I do know about Jamal Bryant, this isn't shocking. No. Nah. It's it's not shocking. I'm going to play some of it for you. Um, just listening to what they say, and then we'll talk about it a bit, and we'll move on. Maximize. Oh. That, and somebody said, well, some uh, super religious person who got a bunch of sin in their life said, well, abstinence is the answer. Well, you didn't abstain. Real quick, I'm so sorry for this stupid piano in the background. Yeah, no, that's garbage. What are they doing? People can't just put a video up. I'm, I should have searched better. That's what it is. It's my fault. I'm I sorry. Don't, no, don't discredit to the musicians there. I don't think it's them. You know, it's not them. It's somebody who made this video. Let me start his that shirt. Over. His shirt says women have rights yeah. too. Yeah, so um, if you're not watching, which I'll put the video on YouTube um, in our video, uh, 
our episodes will be posted on YouTube as well. Um, but it seems like they're at a men's conference. <laughs> or something. Or, yeah. Because all the men Iron have men. on Iron Men on it. Now, this is what we're going to be addressing in our manhood series. What is mm. biblical manhood? Yeah. Because the fact that we have pastors advocating for mothers to kill their children, um, it shows uh, an apostatized society, mm. an apostatized church. But let, 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 me, let me just run that back, um, and I'll let it play through. Life said, well, abstinence is the answer. Well, you didn't abstain. And what kills me is people out there protesting already had one. But you had one in your younger years. So today proudly we dedicate. So now we're had, at Jamal had, Bryant. Yeah, it had one, had one what? It had an abortion. I know. Yeah, he say doesn't want to say it. And then what's the connotation? Are you saying that that's bad of them? Right. That they had an abortion? But we'll analyze. We'll, we'll spend a little Tomorrow, bit of time analyzing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to preach about? Yeah. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. Oh, Duh. man. Um, uh, okay, here's the passage of Jamal Bryant. Uh, going to yeah. whisper. Yeah, I know. I know. How we dedicate babies in our church. They're coming what? at this time. What was this? How because Wait Where a is he second. from? First of all, where is he from? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. What's the accent? What's the accent? How he dedicated babies and uh, and uh, we'll have the babies coming up today. And mothers walk to the front. And uh, yeah, what, what is that? Like, what are you chewing macaroni and cheese while you're talking? I mean, what are you doing? Start to start that his part over. God, that made me so sick talking like that, boy. But but look at the irony here. I think this is a baby dedication. Is it? Yeah, bro. This is wild. Oh. All right, run it. <laughs> oh. Lord, protect me from hatred in my heart. Look at her. Yeah, no, 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 no. Here we go. Mask, mask, mask. Look, look yeah. at that thing, boy. <laughs> we out here. We out here. Guys, you're going to have to watch the video on this episode. Got Andy Reid beat. Uh, oh, boy. I'm sorry. Okay, let's play this. Pretty close. Proudly, we dedicate. How we dedicate babies in our church. They're coming at this time. Uh, because uh, we believe that children are the future uh, but we also believe that mothers have the right oh, to elect it, it. where it is that they are in the season and the stages of their life and they should not be criminalized for making decisions that, that will best suit them for where it is that they are what do you dedicate? all right okay oh, yeah. oh, dog how do i stop this what are you dedicating the babies to? Dog. Who are you dedicating that to? That was a satanic ritual yeah, that was. it was. A baby dedication used as a plug for abortion. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand his point. What are you preaching, sir? I didn't see that whole clip. I didn't what is the baby dedication? What are you, who are you dedicating the babies to? I didn't expect to get that. I know. I know. I know. I know for I what? I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. What you said, you know children, what though? he quoted Whitney Houston and then he quoted himself. Now, this is not an indictment to other churches. I'm about to make, just make a point. I'm making a point. You know, our, our, this our, is, our pastor asked me. Before you talk, because you ahead. talk a lot. Go ahead. This is why Christians have to be explicit. That, that's exactly what I was about to we say. Can't, we, can't let pe we can't let him do that. No. You can't be in your church doing that. No. There needs to be, you know, in the video where they try to make something like the crazy Christian gets up, you're a liar. Nah, yeah. Nah. No. That needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That needs, needs to be what, dude. All his security is to put me out because I'm yeah. standing up with the Bible. Show me in here. Yeah, right. Right. Where children are the future, first of all. Mm -hmm. 
what I mean? You quote Whitney Houston. Yeah. <laughs> what they are is a blessing. Right. What they are, arrows. Exactly. In a quiver. Right. Arrows, why? Because you, rain, you train them in the knowledge of the Lord and they become weapons against darkness. Right. That, that's why. That was a satanic ritual. Right. Um, what in the world? First of all, you're talking dumb. And you're saying dumb stuff? Yeah, saying dumb stuff. Talking dumb and saying dumb stuff. So, uh, you know, when Parker was born, obviously COVID stuff was happening. And, you know, and so now church is back up. We're doing church things. And people ask, hey, Brandon, you going to do a baby dedication? And I said, well, one, no. And two, I've already done it. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, I prayed to the Lord. Before the hospital, when we were infertile, I prayed to the Lord. I recognize, my wife recognizes that these are his children that we are stewarding. Mm-hmm. And our energy, our money, our time will be dedicated to them growing in the knowledge of who he is. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go through the ritual. Now, I'm not condemning the ritual. I'm just genuinely sick of it. Yeah. I'm genuinely sick of the ritual existing to the point where it can happen like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. The, the waters are so muddy. Like if, if, if a church... A, a, a Bible-believing church is going to do dedications. They have to acknowledge that stuff. They have to acknowledge, first of all, also what's happening in the world today. Hey, hey, we're not dedicating our children to drag queens. We're not dedicating our children to the LGBTQ community. Correct. We're dedicating our children to the God of the Bible. As a, uh, what's it called? When you do something uh, out of principle, it doesn't change anything. As a As a gesture or as a... Just because you do that with your hands. Yeah, man. I know, I know. I, I'm hoping that my hands can get yeah, you there. It's you not know? doing anything. Uh, but 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 me doing this dedication doesn't mean now my that child belongs to the right. Lord. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I always thought a baby dedication was not only a dedication. For obviously, it was prior. The, the priority was dedicating them to the Lord, making that known mm-hmm. that your family is raising your children in the ways of the Lord um, and the knowledge of the Lord. But also as a communal responsibility. We are a church. A communal responsibility to raise other people's children in the ways of the Mm. Lord. But I'm not sure I'm I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, I oh we got to talk about some stuff. Oh. (laughs) Oh my. We're gonna talk about some stuff before we Well that's and that goes back to the thing you said. Now the one thing I'm grateful for are the tough conversations we've been having Mm -hmm. at our at our church. Yeah. Hard conversations. Because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But necessary. But but what, another thing I'm sick of, and maybe that's just the place I am. I have prayed to the Lord about this about a bunch lately. But I think I'm sick of church. Mm. You know, the title. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of playing church. I'm I'm ready to start being it now. Right. We're gathering here on Sundays. I, I want I'm I'm ready to start hearing music that talks about the king that is in my mind and heart. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. Um, if if we are existing as a kingdom of priests and and sojourners and foreigners, exiles, then I, I'd like to start hearing some stories of some people living some exile type lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying prove it to me, but I, you know, it just seems like the whole aspect of being a Christian today is to be safe rather than in love to share the truth. Well, that with in people. itself, I mean, that in itself is encouraging. What um, is when you're secure in your faith. Um, being in a community with other people who are exiled from their, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's comforting kind of in a can way. Can you imagine that picture of believers 
coming back. I talk about this often. Believers coming back from school, from work, from marriages, maybe, you know, maybe those who got saved, you know, after being married and they're tired of being the exile in whatever their context is. And church is that safe haven. Obviously, you all don't agree on everything. We're still humans. But one thing we do know is Jesus is Lord, and I'm here with people who also call him Lord. That he's Lord over my time, my money, my body. So when people start touching all these fundamental things, even though we might disagree on some gray things, but when it comes to these fundamental things, man, I'm with family. You lose, we're, people are losing out on that today. Mm-hmm. They're losing out on that. I can't imagine sitting at that William Murphy. First of all, I wouldn't be sitting wouldn't in his church. That. Yeah, yeah no reason I'd be up in his crib. Yeah. The Lord's house. Duh. <sighs> Man, they made me mad. And they're talking. Uh, okay. All right, Lord, I'm not judging. You judge. I'm judging. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Judge righteously. <laughs> I'm judging. Goodness, dog. I'm just so angry at that, man. I'm so angry at that. First of all, in both scenarios, apparently that's not even the context. So one, William Murphy looks like they're at a men's conference, but he has to have a shirt that says women have rights too. So you can't have men conferences Mm -hmm. because then that means that women don't have rights. That's why society is the way it is now. We're going to address that in our biblical manhood. Number two, Jamal Bryant is doing a baby dedication, but he felt like he had to address Abortion. abortion why do they feel like they the have to irony that? first of all the irony so ironic the irony of dedicating babies but supporting killing them something that i've been realizing as i'm like you know just spending more time with the lord fasting real quick it's how long suffering the lord is and patient yeah we're stupid and wicked yeah. very long suffering very patient. It's convicting because I need to be just as long suffering and patient. But go ahead. Yeah, I can't remember what I was about to say, really. But it's it's um, you know, these are pastors and preachers that don't spend time with the Lord. Mm. Mm. Not listening to them. Mm. They don't read His Word. Yeah. They can't be. Yeah. And if they are. They coming out of that private time and then lying. Yeah, right. Like those, those are, are only two options. Yeah. Those are only two options. Like you, you don't feel convicted at all by what you're saying, right? You know that to be true. Well, there's the thing because they know they're not going to have any accountability. Well, we know the fruit of one. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we know the fruit of Jamal Bryant. Mm-hmm. I know that people will say he's just a man. Well, yeah, that's true. I know mm-hmm. men who are better than him. Right. Right. Just as sinful, mm-hmm. but they have more self control. Yeah. More discipline. He's also, if he was called to be a pastor, he's held to a higher standard. A higher standard. Uh, but hey, that's mean talk, right? We're mean. Uh, let's see. Let's start wrapping this up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get up out of here, man. But what a circus that is. That is a, such a circus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect him? to get that mad. I, I saw that clip, <laughs> and I thought you sent it to me, but maybe I just no, came across I've it, and I'm like, oh. That. I've never seen that whole Jamal Bryant. Why was he one. saying I, I babies so like mad. that? <laughs> the word babies and babies, ba- ba- babies, babies. and uh, we've got circus. the babies. That's and, not how uh, you talk, sir. I know it's not. It's not. It's not. He's from Baltimore. Um. Oh Lord, I'm angry about that, but so is he. So it's fine. 
Yeah, it's fine. Um, all right, last thing. Um, Beyonce. Mm. She's back to calling her disciples um, to continue doing their part in ruining society. Now, let me stop. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what, Beyonce? I'm sorry. It's true. But hold on real quick. I didn't mean to come in that hot so quick. It's true. She's been at it for a while. Let me, let, let me, let me pause real quick. She's been gone since. Let me pause real quick. B-Day. <laughs> Sasha Fierce. Four. four. Boo, boo, boo. Wait, which one is four? You know. Bent. Is that four? You're doing? Oh, I can't remember the song. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. She doesn't sing songs anymore. Now there are these like mandates. Yeah. And I'm gonna read some marching orders. Marching orders. But um, I want to end with this because it'll be a good segue for next week's episode when we start our first topic in biblical manhood on headship and marriage. Um, so you stop me. I, I did want to say this. I did think production wise. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I only listened to the album because I wanted to say this when we did this episode. I don't think I've listened to a Beyonce album since yeah, what I you mean, said, B-Day yeah. or something like that. Um, the album production wise, I think the first maybe five or six songs are produced in such a way where a DJ could play it in a club straight, just press play, mm-hmm. not do anything because the producers mixed it as if it's being, you know, you're, you're transitioning to different songs in mm-hmm. a club. It's pretty, it's pretty ingenious. Um, that's the only good thing. And I use good loosely. I have to say about it because I don't go to clubs right? <laughs> and I also don't listen to her music. So it doesn't really benefit me, but I'm just saying I can still appreciate the musicality and the thought and the art artistry that went into that. The creativity, yeah. I can appreciate that. Um, But now, I mean, she's just back at this thing of, now the only reason we're we're even willing to do this is because it works. Women out here like, yeah, I'm Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Hold on real quick, hold on. Let me get back to what I'm saying. Yes, can I help you? Right. At, you know, insert department store here. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but no, you're not Beyonce. Right, right. Not only does she not work at your department store, she would never shop at it. Yeah. <laughs> She's also married. Oh. Three kids, I think. So that's another thing. So I'm going to read some of this, and then you get back to what you just said, because that, that's very important. It's very important. She's selling a bill of goods, and oh. Let me read one of them. Uh, this song is called I'm That Girl. Now, um, men, don't go and look up this album. The album cover is sort of explicit. Um, please, mother effers, ain't stop. I don't even know what that means. But yeah, that's just the intro. And, and it's just, it's, she says it maybe 12 times, 15 times. I don't know. Verse one, how the F you figure I ain't no mother effing pimp when all these ninjas be jocking me. I pull up in these clothes, look so good. Pimp until the end, make that cheese, nitty green. Um, so in this picture, Beyonce um, is a pimp with a bunch of dudes. Um, you know, it's like a power dynamic here, reversal of roles. So she's a woman and with men who are, she's pimping men. Um, I think in 
reality, that's not possible mm. uh, because men who are willing to sell their bodies um, also have the moral compass or lack thereof to desire your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have the strength to do with it what they please. Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, here's another one. This one's called Church Girl. So no, I don't know. Maybe she's, you know. Fighting temptations. Yeah, yeah. Got back, got back to it on this album maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lord, make me. This is the intro. Lord, place me. Oh, 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 I want to be centered. Oh, oh, I want to be centered. Oh, oh, I want to be centered in thy will, 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 will. Let's look at some of the verses. Or the chorus. I'll drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. I said now, pop it like a thotty. Pop it like a thotty. May me say now, drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. Church girls acting loose, bad girls acting snotty. She thinks y'all are stupid. You're stupid yeah. if you if you listen to this and like are impressed. Because th- this is is this Beyonce? Sounds is this like the way Quavo. she is? Yeah. Now, now I, I've always <laughs> had the question. I've had the question. I mean, is is Beyonce really that chick? Yeah. If if you mess with her, you must not know about me. Mm. You must not understand how irreplaceable, or you must think you're irreplaceable, she mm-hmm. says, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're irreplaceable. Um, you, you must not know about me. You better get with the program, brother. Mm-hmm. And then women are singing the anthem. Yay, to the left. Mm-hmm. Get up out of here. Get up out of my crib now for granted. You know. And then they yell, and cut. And then Jay-Z sitting on the couch like, hey, B, run that again. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. <laughs> No. Get some new dancers in because he didn't do his oh, job. Oh, <laughs> man. Now, here's the thing. She's selling you women this image of a woman that cares nothing about a man so much that she can reverse the roles and be the promiscuous, uh, promiscuous mm-hmm. seeker of right. sex. I'm not saying that that's meant to be a man's job. It's not. It's, that's just part of a broken world. But mm-hmm. societally speaking, and naturally, physically speaking, yeah, physically more speaking, physical, yeah, things, um, with with less emotional Emo- attachment, right? Exactly, right. right. Uh, as a result of a broken, dead world, right. Um, she reverses that role, and she says, "Yeah, that's it." As a matter of fact, put your careers at the forefront. Put the men behind you. Line them up. If they step out of line, kick them out. Children? I ain't got no songs for that. Mm. We don't have no anthems for that. Right. Before, but, but at her concert, before every song, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right? How you know oh, that? Oh, they showing a little blue ivy. Oh, like, no. Get she, out of she here. She's a full-grown adult now, probably. <laughs> But dog, so now this is this is it. This is my final thoughts. I'll let you give your final thoughts. Um, we've said it already. It's no shocker. Hey guys, Beyonce's married. Mm. Oh wait a second. Not only is she married, she's been cheated on. Mm. Guess what? Mm. She's still with yo. Mm. Now, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. I actually love that. Mm-hmm. And you know why she's still with him? Because she values her marriage. Mm. Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. I'm being optimistic. There's a lot of money going between them. There's a lot of stuff. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, Jay-Z didn't step, step to the left. Nope. He didn't get replaced. He didn't get replaced. Yet, these songs are getting put out, and women are saying, that's who I want to be like. The songs. The songs. <sighs> it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Guys, we have great episodes coming for you. Um, we have Biblical Manhood coming up next week. Headship and marriage. We are talking about what does headship mean? What does it look like to be a biblical husband, biblical father in marriage? Uh, and then we're going to follow that up with the juxtaposition between what the world offers as a view of man, uh, manhood and what scripture offers and you know how to discern between the two and then we're also going to talk about fatherlessness and victimhood um in the realm of fatherlessness and things like that so please stay tuned yeah um, we also have episodes coming up with um an executive director of a pregnancy center um mm. pregnancy center that we are going to be supporting financially as a podcast and our pay and um, what's the, what I'm trying to say percentage of what our patrons give will go towards this pregnancy center too. So I'll share all that information when we have that episode. So we appreciate you guys. It is good to be back. Um, like and subscribe on YouTube. Like and follow on respective podcast platforms and things yeah. like that. Support us on Patreon. www.patreon backslash Black and Blurred. Black and Blurred. Support us on Patreon. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things, our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us. <laughs>